You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. segment of Mind You and Food brought to you by Be Simply. And I want to thank you all for being here. This is Suzanne Toro. And today we're going to dive a little deeper into summer foods uh, that can assist us year round, at least part of them. And uh, they're plentiful, especially in Mediterranean areas uh, in the North American continent in most regions, and we're going to be talking about tomatoes (laughs) and cucumbers and olives and a lot of the fun things that you can do with these and how when we eat proactively, uh, seasonally, this helps uh, honor our physical temple. And then we don't have to do so much, I don't know, micromanagement of what we're getting and what we're not getting. Uh, So the idea is for you to start listening to your body and listening to nature around you. And to be noted, sometimes there a farmer will tell you that certain seasons don't yield crops. And if you're living in harmony with the land, there's a reason for that too. So uh, as I've mentioned before, we have access to almost all foods at all different times of year when they're not naturally grown. And slowly, bit by bit, we're migrating back to this concept of eating seasonally. Uh, In addition, uh, if we look at like Ayurveda or Chinese medicine to remember that it's possible to match the botany, the herbs that were modeled in China for Chinese medicine with your local regional herbs or where you grew up from. So as I mentioned, if you say you were born in India and now you've migrated to another part of the world, your biology is going to want foods and herbs and spices from that region. So this is really an important subtlety uh, and something that I consider, especially when I do herbal blends or the cleanses that I facilitate, to honor uh, the human's biology and where they're from. As I will say over and over again, one size does not fit all. And the more things that we fill into our system, the more complex it gets. It's like filling a Petri dish with a lot of stuff. I don't know, for those of you that might be familiar with the concept, they call it a, they put all the flavors in one like slushy. <laughs> and so it gets jumbled up and even the flavors get mutated and everything. So if you can think about that, the simplicity of seasonal eating makes it really easy. And you'll notice that uh, you will see what foods you really need. So in the summer months, we have plentiful tomatoes, which one are so valuable. They have so many valuable properties. And rather than get stuck on all the properties and the nutrients and all of that, uh, it's I think fun if we just start out with a 
a classic, a couple of classic recipes that you can find in um, the Mediterranean and Italy. And so uh, if you've ever gone to a place called Greece, uh, they grow really plentiful tomatoes and cucumbers, zucchinis, very simplistic crops, vegetable crops. And there's a reason for that. Lots of fish. Um, there's lamb. I don't know that there's that much, at least on the islands, you know, it varies. And that's another thing to consider. So the beautiful thing about these vegetables slash fruits are considered fruit fruits, actually tomato and cucumber you pair it with the olive oil that grows in the region, uh, some of the local herbs like oregano and salt and pepper and slice those up and add that olive oil. And there in Greece, you can get the feta cheese, which is relatively easy for the system to digest. And then you have the actual physical olives, the kalamata olives. You blend that all up in a bowl and it gets so yummy. And then you can add some balsamic vinegar. Uh, those things all together in summer months, one, are cooling. It's going to give you a pep in your step. It's going to hydrate you. And it's going to preload you for the fall to winter months. And then because typically we can't eat our entire harvest, you're left over, especially tomatoes. You can take those and make a sauce or a base sauce to jar and save for the winter months. And again, when you're starting to get into flu season and cold season, you can utilize that. So for our brothers and sisters down under, this is a great time for you to use tomatoes also, tomatoes, garlic, and uh, onions. Uh, so, and then another great dish that is valuable from the Mediterranean is to do gazpacho, and this runs from Greece to Italy to Spain. Nice, cool soup. Again, hydrating a lot of potassium in there. So it helps, especially uh, if you've overheated, it can replenish the system. In addition, those levels of potassium, I, I guess I did get into the, the nutrients, will help with any kind of cramping. And, and if you get a summer or winter cold or virus, it helps you uh, replenish rather rapidly. So you can look to those as a beautiful food source that you can have on hand and they're really refreshing. In addition from uh, that gazpacho, what you do is you get your local tomatoes. You're going to use all the same ingredients minus the um, olives. You could put olives in there, but what I'd recommend is tomatoes, basil, uh, a little bit of balsamic. And if you get a chocolate infused balsamic, the tomatoes really like a little chocolate, uh, salt, pepper, and uh, you can use the cucumber in there. In addition, a little, uh, the Spanish almonds make it really, really yummy. And so you can make a, a good sized batch of that, keep it in the fridge, really cooling, refreshing, light meal in the afternoons, especially if it's a hot day. And again, you're getting a really nutrient-rich meal in. In addition, if we migrate a little across from Spain or Greece into Italy, 
bruschetta is another beautiful, most people are familiar with this, similar to a Greek salad, but a little different. You're going to chop those those tomatoes, uh, put garlic, a little bit of red onion, fresh basil, use your hands, oil, balsamic, and uh, really work the tomatoes and all the ingredients together. Also with your basil, hand tear it very gently. Uh, you'll get more flavor out of it and the plant is more receptive. It doesn't like being cut with a metal object. And you might say, well, how do you know that? If the more time you spend communing with your food, you'll realize what things like each other. (laughs) Certain fruits and vegetables like to be with certain fruits and vegetables and others don't. So it's kind of like humans. Certain humans like to hang out together and others don't. So with that being said, I welcome you to, you know, take your your ingredients for your bruschetta, really blend it up. And then you can do two things. You can get bread. And if you don't want bread, you could do little toasties and layer it on top with a little bit of Parmesan on top or that goat cheese. Or you can um, use cucumber slices. This is a great way to add that cucumber in there. And again, if you don't want to have the bread, that's a way to go. Um, And sometimes if you really want to switch it up a little California style, you can add a little bit of avocado in there and even the olives. So those are like three dishes that you can do in this time of year that are nutrient rich, they're cooling and replenishing and comfortable to eat, especially on a hot day. That's the other key ingredient is you want to really ensure that you eat uh, simply in the summer, especially in the hot days. So from there, uh, I want us to think about how you can integrate just these simple ingredients. And the other wonderful thing about these ingredients is that you can put them in your garden. They grow really well, especially if you're in the more Mediterranean climate. Uh, In the North American continent, they grow really hardy. So there's still time to get it in, especially if you live more on the West Coast of the North American continent. Summer goes here longer, all the way through September, sometimes into October. So you have a little bit longer season to work with. So a couple drinks that you can use with these ingredients that I've mentioned um, is one, you can take the cucumber and the basil and make a really nice spa water for the summer months. And you could actually infuse some of that lemon in it that we talked about and then mint. So basil, mint, lemon, and cucumber. Mix that all up into a big tumbler and drink on that. It's better to drink room temperature versus ice. And yeah, it's fun to have a little bit of cool. Uh, If you've overheated, you really want to go for room temperature. Or if you have a fever, room temperature, you don't want things too cold, closer to the natural body temperature. And if you've ever lived in a really hot climate, you'll understand this. Like we used to make sun tea and you drink it warm out of the sun and it was like awesome. Your body really responds well to it. Um, occasionally it's nice to have like, uh, ice in things. It really is, or an ice cream or a popsicle, but, um, go light on that because again, you want, don't want to cool the body too quickly. 
And that's why that room temperature is so important. Um, in addition, your digestive digestive fire, even though you might perceive you're hot, your inner inner temperature is fairly warm. And so you don't want to bring it down too quickly and cause constriction. So those are some fun things you can do with those um, base ingredients. Also to be noted, uh, two tomatoes, two little cherry tomatoes equal to aspirin. Uh, the other thing to note is that the thicker skin things like grapes, tomatoes, cucumbers, these have a natural protection, blueberries even, and it would be nature's pesticide to keep the pests away from eating them. Um, if you feel a little bit um, like your liver channel is congested, again, this is feeling, feeling into your body. If you feel where your liver is, that you feel you're a little congested, maybe you've been putting too much toxins in your body or substances, then uh, it's not so easy with tomatoes. But with the cucumbers, you can do that. You can peel grapes and you can peel uh, tomatoes. But at least get some organic food, organic tomatoes, so that you can make sure they're as clean as possible. And the same with almonds. So the you can um, soak them and remove the skins. That'll eliminate that taxing on the body and sprout them up and then blend them in your tear gazpacho. And one other fun drink that people know, you can do a virgin Bloody Mary and you can get the spices and the heat in there. Uh, and then you can use celery and olives, uh, balsamic, again, just blending it all up. I'd even blend some cucumbers in there. And then you can have fun. This time of year is great for uh, shrimp is actually aligned with the body. If you eat any type of seafood or animal product, you can make it like a shrimp cocktail uh, in there. And it's helpful to the system. And then all the spice blends like the cayenne and the salt and the pepper and a little olive juice and balsamic mixed in there. And you could even do some horseradish. All of that is super medicinal and a great way to give yourself, again, some nutrients and have it be fun and flavorful. And then you can have fun. You can stick kale, celery, you know, your seasonal, uh, you can make it a full meal. So, and you don't have to put alcohol in it. So I encourage you, you know, one of the, that's a really powerful drink. And imagine a lot of people that do drink heavy will order, what do they order? A Bloody Mary the next day. Well, guess what? Those tomatoes are acting as a pain reliever and an anti-inflammatory from the alcohol they've drank and a hydrator. So it's all mixed together. And if you leave out the alcohol, even better, because then you can just be hydrated, replenished and uh, move into your day with freedom. <laughs> so uh, with that subject of freedom, when we uh, are in a place where we can commune with food naturally, meaning that we don't have all these rules and regulations around eating, uh, it becomes much more enjoyable. And so when we spend too much time overanalyzing what something does and what it doesn't do, that can make it not as much fun. And so that's why I really encourage you to go to your local farmer's market, get to know your growers, grow your own food too, and have fun with it and listen to the body. Now, I was uh, sharing this week with someone now uh, there's a concept that's pretty well known of intuitive eating. And the person that developed this or maybe wrote 
the book about it. I don't know if she's the first person came from a background of recovering from an eating disorder. And there's a couple things to know with intuitive eating. Until you're in that recovery stage, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to know what that means. Once you're in recovery, then you, you'll start understanding what your intuition is. And also, depending how frequently you're eating uh, all these different things and how consistent you are with it, that also impacts how, what signals you're hearing for your food. And then the third part of that is if you're eating processed food, GMO food, that's going to impact your intuition with your food because you're getting signals from the, the manipulated food in your body, which can confuse you. So an easy way to start out is to start to like just get in, in love with food and see what jumps out to you and start to have a fun relationship with it and then mo move from there. The most astonishing thing that I can share from being uh, in the kitchen since I was a kid, studying nutrition and the different Ayurvedic science, Chinese medicine, uh, the botany, herbalism, all these different things is that the plants like overlap. So there's so many good stuff out there. You're not going to miss it. So you don't need to be too much caught up in your head like, oh, I got to get extra vitamin C or extra this or that. Sure. If you have a deficiency and we've identified, you know, if I were, was working with you one-on-one -on -one and we've identified, hey, let's try to eat a little bit more of this type of food to balance the system that's different, but it still can be fun. So encourage you to bring fun and freedom into your kitchen, into your home and get excited about it. That's going to deepen your relationship with uh, yourself, mother nature and what's needed because it will shift from moment to moment, day to day sometimes. So today we're going to exit out with a little Kadri Scott shine. I'm hoping it stays on here uh, just to maybe share publicly. Kadri Scott is my daughter <laughs> and I've been having a little trouble on some of the streaming platforms saying that we don't have rights, but she is independently producing all of her music. I am assisting her in her musical career. And if you listen to her music, uh, you will notice it has some wisdom in there. It's really beautiful. So if we can all this, uh, gateway into summer, shine a light on all the good in the world, uh, celebrate one another, uh, welcome ourselves to look at the world with a fresh pair of eyes and see the beauty that's all around us. It's available to us even in difficult times. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a big smile, a gentle bow, a soft gaze, and a namaste. Be simple.
still